It was about 18 years ago I started reading a publication called Black and Right, which then became Black and Blonde. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Over the years, I've enjoyed many of the articles that I find online, and I got to know the author of those articles, Bob Parks, who calls himself the uncomfortable conservative. He's got such a great story, and he's become such a good friend. And I'd like to welcome Bob to the program today, and we're going to share some thoughts and ideas just on on a little bit of everything that's out there. And I want to start with this question. When you look at the recent election here in the United States, do you think it was fair and above board? Well, obviously with everything that's been going on, it's hard to say that anything was fair, but it all depends on the eye of the beholder. Of course, if uh, Joe Biden is uh, selected as the president of the United States, uh, the left will say that it was all fair and on the up and up. Mm-hmm. If the same thing happened and Donald Trump had won with all the irregularities and all the controversies and lockouts of uh, people trying to uh, witness what was going on as the counts were going on, you know, the same left would be screaming bloody murder. The thing that um, has always gotten me is that from the beginning of this country, up until about maybe 20 years ago, we had what was called election day. That's right. And, and people used to go in and get in line and fill out their ballots and they were filled out on paper. And for some strange reason that I've never been able to comprehend, especially what's been going on over the last few weeks, they were able to count all of the ballots usually within a few hours. That's right. So when you were watching television, they would announce a winner for a state Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for different candidates. They were somehow able to do this despite the fact that we have these things nowadays called computers, which are supposed to make our lives easier and make counting and, and enumerating so much quicker. Well, no, no, no. You got to remember. No, no. They just make cheating a lot easier to do. That's all they do. Well, I was going to get to that because as in anything, when it comes to any, any kind of uh, a data um, processing machine or what we now loosely called PCs, it's all garbage in, garbage out. Yes. So, so in looking what's what's happened, there are certain things that right on the face of it, you would think the so-called people call, that we call journalists who have been um, in ad nauseum repeating that there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Well, they always say that. Just look at the big... Just look at the basic the, the basic numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, now, supposedly, Joe Biden, who didn't do any real campaigning, managed to get more votes than Barack Obama did. And the left going into this election was bragging and, and sticking their fingers in, in conservative faces, talking about this blue wave yep. that was going to... Um, increased the the margin of, of of the House of Representatives, and they were going to retake the Senate and the presidency, okay. and also and state houses, president. also state houses too. They were going to win more states back. 
Now, what I don't understand, and I'm just a simple person, I'm not a mathematician or anything like that, but you would think that if people came out and, and 79 or whatever million people voted for Joe Biden, that they would also vote for other Democrats down ticket. You'd think. That's, what, that's sort of a logical um, assumption. But for some strange reason, in the, 20, in the 2020 election, Joe Biden got all of these votes, but the Democrats lost House, uh, House seats. In fact, not one Republican incumbent lost a job. That's right. Not a one. And they lost, they lost seats in, the, in different House races, uh, state House races all around the country. So for some reason, we're supposed to believe that so many people voted Democrat for Joe Biden, but they didn't vote Democrat down ticket. The only way that can be explained logically, mm-hmm. and again, this is something that the arrogant media dismisses, is that maybe a whole bunch of of fake ballots were flooded in via the computer because another thing we were also assured years ago that all these new computers and these counting machines would not be hooked up to the internet. And some were. Uh, turns out a lot of them were. But the thing is, all of these votes that came in when Donald Trump apparently was winning by a lot more than even the people who programmed the computers thought he would, all of a sudden, we've had we had shutdowns, we had pauses, we had glitches, and all kinds of things. And all of a sudden, there's this huge infusion of votes just for Joe Biden. Yeah, one, two, or three o'clock in the morning. I mean, at three o'clock in the morning, when I went to bed on election night, you saw Trump ahead in Michigan. Trump was ahead in Pennsylvania. Trump was ahead in Wisconsin. Trump was ahead in North Carolina and Georgia. All those five states... He was definitely ahead, and all of a sudden, well, we, we have a water leak in Atlanta, which turned out to be a leaky toilet in a room, I mean, in a bathroom, a leaky toilet. That shut down the counting of votes in that building because of a leaky toilet, where you could just turn the handle and cut the water off to the toilet. That's what they the excuse they used to to shut down and, and and hide some of the counting process from the observers because we have a, a busted water pipe and we're going to damage the votes. And we find out it was just a busted water pipe. I think there's going to be some lawsuits pending on that one too. What do you think? Well, you know, that would be nice. But you know something, it also has... Um, This is also going to uh, exacerbate a problem that we've seen over the last four years when it comes to whether it's either people in the DOJ or the CIA and the uh, Hillary Russian collusion thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of illegal acts that went on there, and those people are still walking the streets. In fact, some of them have paid gigs with CNN, and and uh, they've they've got book deals. Yeah, Brenner, Clapper. yeah, um, call me. But if any of us tried to do something like that, we would be in jail. But for some reason, we have the political class in D.C. and and as you know, you've you've been around it. Um, mm-hmm. We live fairly close to it, where it's sort of in our face. It's just it's it's maddening 
to see these things happening. And then when you look at what's happened in this, this election, when it comes to Dominion and Dominion employees, uh, all, all, you know, the possible possibility of graft when it comes to Dominion being able to get the contracts for certain states, mm-hmm. despite uh, and without the approval of state legislatures, it's just sort of a, a decision made by fiat by a governor. Yeah, I mean that has happened. I believe uh, I think that's Georgia. That might have yes, happened. it did. It did in Georgia, and I think that's why you're going to see the governor and the secretary of state named in law. They're they're named in lawsuits because of that. Right, but this the thing is, some of this is criminal activity that's been going on. And nothing ever seems to happen. Our guys, whether it's a Manafort who got caught doing something that half of the people in the country who have any kind of money mm-hmm. do, as far as playing, you know, shell games with taxes and stuff like that, he gets put to get sent to prison. You have perjury traps set for General Flynn, who finally got pardoned, so he could yep. have a nice. Uh, Nice Thanksgiving. I'm glad he had a great. Th- I'm glad he had a good Thanksgiving last week because you know, look, when the Justice Department, we, this has been unprecedented. What that idiot judge did, he just took it upon himself to be. Well, I, I, I think I want to re, I want to retry it my way. You can't do that. Well, but you know, and it's nice again, like you said, that General Flynn is going to have a nice Thanksgiving. But what did? He, where did he get his turkey? Did he get it from a food bank? I mean, they cleaned him out. Because of lawyers that he had to get to represent himself, he had to sell his home. They threatened his kid. I mean, you know, where is when are we going to see the justice for the people on the left, for the Democrats who have committed crimes, crimes against the country, yes. things that be could be considered sedition, treason, whatever you want to call it. I mean, a coup. We have the former president of the United States and the former vice president, who is now the president select who were in on a meeting in January, just prior to President Trump taking office, where they knew this coup attempt was going to be done, yep. and nothing has nothing has happened to these people. And, and that, that makes me worry. That is, most, that makes that is me, the thing that is the most frustrating. Yeah, Bob, look, you, let's go think about this. We, we've had... We've had uh, a new attorney general who appoints this investigator, Durham, who's supposed to be, you know, an upright guy and and a pit bull. And we haven't heard diddly squat about nothing since he's been appointed that I know of, except it can be a criminal investigation. Well, fine. You threw some some uh, bones to, to to your base just to keep us from screaming. But I, I feel that justice denied is justice that never occurs and that's what's happening we're we're being denied justice and one side is using the justice system to turn it into what i call the most despicable thing we have in this country today is a legal system that is masquerading as a justice system and the difference is money can buy the legal system and you know justice is supposed to be blind but apparently it's also deaf and dumb and and took a vacation. We, we, we don't have a true justice system in America anymore. How do we fix it short of a civil war? Well, the, I think at this point, the, and I, one of the things that we were hoping should, you know, when, if Don, I have to obviously be careful with the words, but we were hoping that when Donald Trump was reelected, 
and he didn't have to be encumbered by having to run for re-election again, he could then go full bull in the China shop. Because a lot of these agencies, and, and we have to go back to another thing that's called human nature. Mm-hmm. We have people in, in various occupations who are very good at what they do. And then, and, and you might say that that might be the top 5% in any, in any industry. Yep. And then the, everybody else below that are what we, and we've talked about this before, but they're the mediocres. These are the people who just go to work to get do the minimum to get a paycheck. And the problem is, especially, and you know this, in Washington, D.C., there are a hell of a lot of mediocres. And the government is so big. And so all they do is find ways to protect themselves. If you go on to USA Jobs, for example, to try to see if you can apply for a job in the federal government, you will see so many jobs that are not open to the, the general public. They're only open for current federal employees who want to migrate from one department to another. Uh-huh. Okay? So they basically all take care of themselves and they all cover for themselves. So when you go to when you get to a DOJ and you have these people who are committing crime I mean, what happened to Michael Flynn? Perjury traps. Yep. Okay? Perjury traps. So these are people which makes you guilty for doing nothing wrong. It makes you guilty for doing nothing wrong. It it is exactly that. It is our legal entrapment system, which should be forbidden by the Constitution, because you're trying to force somebody to lie who's not intending to lie, you know, by by bad memory or just saying the wrong word. And, And I think those things are despicable. Yes, but these are the things, these are the little tools that they have so they can, um, they can enumerate their, their convictions uh-huh. and they can pump themselves up and get, and so they can get a higher, uh, get, get themselves into a higher pay grade. So then after they do their 20, they can retire. And you see, if you do, if you were to drive around, now you also remember too that I think six out of the 10 wealthiest districts or counties in the United States are in Southern Maryland, Washington, D.C., and Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. All around the D.C. area, this is where there are so many pseudo-wealthy people who are government contractors, government employees, and retirees. They all live around up up in Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay? And and so it's all a way of the, the mediocre's finding ways to enrich themselves and all of a sudden you got a guy by the name of Donald Trump who knows the game he knows about the real world and he sees how everybody's getting screwed and so I think this election was a last ditch attempt because we were also warned um, you know a lot of people uh, because um, um, Tucker Carlson had uh, Dr. Robert Epstein on his show. And everybody's talking about Robert Epstein because he's this humor be- um, human behavioral scientist. He's got all the accolades. And he used to be, I think, the fo- he was the founder of Psychology Today. And so he basically looked at big tech. And back in, we, uh, we have a video of him from 2018 um, testifying in front of the United States Senate, and he and he's a, he's a Hillary Democrat. Admitted it right off. He did not like did not yep. vote for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but he is all for the Constitution and for the country. And he said, if you don't be care, if you don't watch out, Google and big tech 
will be able to manipulate 15 to 20 million votes on a bad day to the person that they want to get elected. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, what did we see Twitter doing? Twitter is banning and, and, and censoring the tweets of the president of the United States. Hey, look, last week, last week when uh, Sidney Powell did her filings in the state of Georgia for her her lawsuits, uh, Twitter blocked it. I mean, you know, Mr. Dorsey blocked those tweets as being dangerous. Oh, it's going to it's going to undermine our democracy to to read a court filing. Since when did a court filing become dangerous in the United States? Only to a technocrat, only to a dictator, only to somebody that wants to crush you like a bug and be part of the elite like Bezo over there at Amazon. I'm going to get into that in just a second. You were talking, and I want to give you an idea, something that bothers me. You were talking about these magic votes appearing in Michigan, especially in Wayne County or in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania and others. I want to give you a quick comparison. I live, we live, our, our primary residence is down in the big city that, that Rush Limbaugh likes to make fun of, Port St. Lucie. You've heard of it, right? Yes. Now, Port St. Lucie in, in 2008... Um, and 2012 went for Barack Obama. It was a kind of a demo, not by much, but it, it, it went for Barack Obama, just like some of the other counties around it. Martin County didn't, but and either did Indian River, but it was a close race. But see, in 2016, uh, I was surprised. See, it's kind of a purple county. In, in 2016, Donald Trump won St. Lucie County. And he had 49.5% of the vote. You had a libertarian getting 1% and a couple of others and Dr. Jill Stein and all that. So Trump comes in at almost half of the votes in St. Lucie County, but there's no runoff on a presidential, so he won the county. He had the most votes of anybody. Now, go to this year. We have grown as a county, yes, a lot of people have moved in that have literally abandoned you know they get they try to get out of palm beach kind of they work down there but live in st Lucie. this time around donald trump won again with even a slightly higher percentage and more votes to joe biden in other words it's still the ratio held like it did in in 2000 and if anything just a hair better i'm looking at the numbers right here uh yeah it, it just a little bit better than the last time so here we are with uh, St. Lucie County again for Trump. And you're going to tell me that suddenly other states that went for Trump, other counties and places, magically got turned upside down when the rest of the state didn't. There's something that doesn't smell right to me. It's not passing the smell test. The numbers just don't add up. What do you think? Well, normally, too, Incumbent pres first one first term presidents that get voted out usually have done something bad. Remember George Bush, read my lips, no new taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually, I mean, it takes so you have to be a pretty bad president, Jimmy Carter, yeah, uh, to be a one term president. And we all know if you if you were to strip away all of the um, drama 
invoked by the Democrats, whether it was the Russian collusion, whether it was the impeachment based on uh, a secondhand hearsay phone call um, that uh, and all of the evidence that Adam Schiff said that we that there was. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, strip away all of that stuff. Look how bad a president Trump, Donald Trump was. Best economy in years, record-breaking stock market, lowest unemployment for blacks and Hispanics, highest um, 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 employment rate for women. I mean, there were so many, what was it, four or five Nobel Peace Prize nominations that he actually earned, unlike Barack Obama, just because he appeared, he won, but I mean, or he was nominated. But I mean, Donald Trump um, and and the, the trade deals, the wall, I mean, he made all of these campaign promises, and unlike 90 to 95% of your average everyday politician, he actually kept the promises. In fact, he kept more promises than he made. So mm-hmm. why did he deserve to get fired? Was it purely because of hate? Yeah. Is hate from the left? And also, we also remember, too, um, on election night 2016, when Donald Trump was elected, And immediately the left took to the streets and it was not my president. It was F Donald Trump. They were were walking out of classrooms nationwide for days in grade schools and in colleges. And it was, and it's been just resist for four years. And now Joe Biden gets elected and all of a sudden they're telling us it's time for unity and we're supposed to accept the results. It's not going to happen. It can't happen until there, until this election has been cleared. In other words, any of the funny business has been dealt with legitimately. I'm tired. I'm like you. I am tired of being treated like uh, a mushroom. Let's just leave it at that. I'm tired of it. We 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 go to bat for certain candidates. We pay our taxes. We we try to live good lives in our community. We, we are not lawbreakers. We don't riot, burn, or pillage to get our way and have temper tantrums. And then you have people that are stealing elections, breaking the law, and they seem to get a perpetual pass that we can't get. And and I think Americans are getting – I am just 100% fed up. I mean, I'm we, we spend part of our time in Georgia – I'm not thrilled with the governor of Georgia right now. You know, he has jerked our chains and this idiot that they have for secretary of state. This guy, this guy is a piece of work. He needs to be removed from office because I really believe there are accusations that are becoming increasingly credible that those two guys got kickbacks for having the Dominion machines in Georgia. And if that is true, they both need to be sent to prison. That's my opinion. Well, a lot of these people need to be sent to prison. And, and you know, another thing, too, that has to be revisited, because, you know, the as the left likes to say that the Constitution is a living, breathing yeah, document yeah, yeah. that needs to be evolved over. Okay, let's call them on that. Who gets protection in the First Amendment? Well, first off, um, you you hear Joe Biden now talking about a possible national you know mask mandate. Oh, yeah. You've got all these governors and mayors around the state. I mean, the country that issued lockdowns for Thanksgiving. In the First Amendment, we have a guaranteed right for peaceful assembly and freedom of association. So 
all of these lockdowns and shutdowns and, and telling people not to go and travel, and they always exempt themselves, of course, these politicians, but these are all unconstitutional. But one thing that really needs to be revisited is the protections for the media. Because the media was given their First Amendment protections so they could be government watchdogs, not be their friends, not be their advocates. And of course, there were certain rules in in, in the world of journalism, the AP style book, all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. But these journalists today are known, they're not journalists anymore. They're all about their opinions. They're all about agendas. And if you if you watched Joe Biden's lame Thanksgiving address, oh, and you saw the and you saw the media people just saying they fawn all over him. I mean, they they cover for him. They ask him really tough questions like, "Gee, we like your socks. Do you like your socks?" That's almost the kind of questions they're asking. Now with Trump, they scream nasty, just mean spirited. Let me put it this way. The bimbos in the press room in in the White House, they all need to be thrown out. Every one of them. They are disrespectful. They're crude. They're rude. They're double-minded. You know, every one of them, as soon as the, they think the cameras are off, they rip off their face mask, though they'll scream at the president, wear a face mask, wear a face mask. And when the cameras turn off, ABC, CNN, guess what those guys do? They start getting really close to each other and they pull off their face mask. Now that to me shows we have an intellectually bankrupt media in uh, that it's run by the elitist. I don't know what to what to say anymore. They won't ask Joe a question, but they'll ask a phony question or, you know, really really bad questions to to, well, Mr. President, are you going to pardon yourself? I mean, I mean, what kind of a question is that with our media today? What I don't know what to think. Well, they again the uh, and the, uh, I don't know if you, if you have to start at the at the at the very beginning and start looking at some of the professors. And again, okay, we're we're talking about a whole other topic when it comes to the indoctrination, the takeover of the left of academia and how they poisoned the minds of young people. I mean, there was a there was a, a Pew poll that came out and they made all these graphs and the majority of young people, and these are people like between 16 and 25, all believe they have some kind of mental illness. Yep. Okay, and well, who was their influencers during those years? Um, teachers, uh, entertainers. That's right. Um, politicians, lefties, because they're all getting one-sided um, presentation. So yeah, maybe those the pe- those are the people who are driving them nuts, and then they're going out and they're doing really stupid things in the street like looting, burning, robbing, all that good stuff, that stuff that the, the conservatives just don't do. And I don't see conservatives doing that. But at the same time, the media are the instigators. I think it was 2017 where, when uh, Mika Brzezinski on the, the Morning Joe. Does anybody watch that show? I'm really curious. Does anybody really watch it? Well, I'm sure, yeah, there, there are those, the lefties who will have MSNBC on as often as there are conservatives who used to have Fox News on all day. Mm-hmm. But Mika came right out and said, it's the job of the media to tell people what to think. That's right. This stupid woman came right out and said it. Goebbels would be so proud of her. I mean, you know, 
Joseph Goebbels would be proud of that because that's what he worked on to get a media that would make that would have the people think the way the Fuhrer wanted them to think. Hey, we got to take a quick break here. We're coming to the bottom of the hour. Want to remind you, this is Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman, on this Wednesday edition. So glad you're taking time to be with us. Want to remind you of the mailing address and our people ask for it. You can reach us at our home up here in Georgia at 21 Berkshire Lane. 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane. And add the number 263. They kind of require that up here because we have a little tiny post office that this lady works in a few hours a day. And she needs the box number. It makes her life easy. And that is Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. We shall return. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We've been doing this program now. It's hard to believe we have just completed our our third month. We started at the end of August, so we did September, October, and now November's behind us. We're entering, we're entering into our fourth month. When I first started the program, I wondered if anybody would care about a, a podcast like this. Um, also heard on a couple of radio stations and on international shortwave. Well, you've surprised me. I've been looking lately where the podcast is being heard. Uh, a lot of folks in Australia have been have been gradually picking up this program. Canada, you're you're also uh, coming up very quickly. Even a few in the UK and and a couple over in Germany, which surprised me. And we're talking not just a one time. They listen on a fairly regular basis the podcast so i appreciate that if you go to our website truth the number two ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com you'll find that currently at the moment our podcasts are available predominantly from two sources you can get it through itunes and and all the other any place where podcasts are found it's out there just search for truth to ponder and you'll find it at the website, you can just click a link, and it'll take you right there. You can subscribe and be notified whenever the new one is posted each day. So if for those that do podcasts, um, shortwave, I'm getting more surprised by the day how many people are listening to the program on international shortwave. Currently, we're heard in most of North America. We're missing part of the West Coast, except two nights a week. And... I'm hoping and praying about taking care of that problem, uh, working with WRMI on an idea, and we might be able to to get even extended coverage out west. I know all of the eastern seabird, seaboard um, and all of the Midwest and most of the populated areas of Canada are fully covered, you know, day and night with, with the two airings. And so I, I'm just impressed. I look at where the letters come from, states like Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, New York, uh, New Jersey, Indiana, just to name some off the top of my head, and even Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Maryland, and Delaware. I mean, we've been hearing from all of those states where they listen on shortwave, and even a few farther out west, um, even a couple from Manitoba, which was quite a surprise 
and and those that have financially supported it. I'm not paying myself to do this. I'm doing this because I feel very led to do this. And any income we're deriving from this program is used strictly to pay the expenses of doing the program for hosting the podcast, uh, storing it, and also the radio station airtime. All of it goes to that. It doesn't go to me. This is not a job. God has been very faithful and good to me over the years to now be in a place where I don't have to to worry about using a job to, to make my ends meet. When I put this program together, I also operate a couple of other non-commercial entities. One is called Ancient Word Radio. It doesn't really make anything at all. If anything, it's an expense, but it's what started this. It's a, it's going to be one. It's one of several streams. So if you're supporting this work, the if you do it by check and, and use the regular U.S. mail, I'll give the address right before the end of the program. You just use the name Ancient Word Radio. That is our registered name uh, for all the proper tax purposes. And it is the parent of this program called Truth to Ponder. My guest today, Bob Parks, one of my good friends. I, I've enjoyed, Bob your writings for i'm 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 almost afraid to say how many years how many years have you been doing black and blonde media because it's been a while i know that how long well i started well originally the website was black and right and i started that yeah, in I 2002 that. I 2002 and then um it became black and blonde media in 2014 when i got married to my wife Laura, mm-hmm. and so it's been. So we've been doing this for about uh, um, you know, going on nineteen years. Yeah, I know, I, and I'm thinking to myself because I remember it when it was black and white. Now that you mentioned it, yes, I I probably was one of your early subscribers back when I was living on the west coast of Florida because it, it just rings a bell. And I'm thinking you're right. 2014 to be about the time that you changed the name and I was still, you know, getting notifications and emails and, and everything else. So I've been one of your regular readers for probably almost all of the 19 years. So, and I've enjoyed the perspective you give you unique, uh, conservative and pragmatic at the same time, all the above. And so anybody looking for a good read, uh, you need to check out black and blonde media and uh, what? How do you list the website address for those that are looking for it? It's blackandblondemedia.com. You can also, well, let's let's put it this way: you can find us on Facebook, and that's where we sort of uh, try to share um, some of our pieces for. I guess they they call it um, um, pimping, mm-hmm. but you know that's what we promote. Like a lot of other people and other websites, we that's where we promote our work. We have had a little bit of problems with Twitter. Uh, do you think? I, <laughs> do you think? I had, I, well, I had my my black and white um, Twitter account that I've had since I think two thousand and nine. Yeah, um, I was um, locked out of it because uh, I think I can't remember what it was in, in with Barack Obama's latest memoir. I think this is his third memoir now. Yeah, um, and he said something, and I had a problem with it, so I just responded, "Negro, please." Okay. Obviously, either somebody at Twitter was tweaked or somebody reported that as racially insensitive or something, but I got locked out of my Twitter account permanently. Wow. 
Um, the, only, the only way I can get back in is if I give them my phone number, which, you know, I didn't, it didn't require a phone number for me to sign up for Twitter, so I shouldn't have to give them one by force to get it unlocked now. So I set up a new Twitter account called, that is called um, Negro Police. And it is spelled K-N-E-E-G-R-O-W, Negro, mm-hmm. um, Police, P-U-L-I-E-S-E. So as sort of my middle finger back to Jack Dorsey. I don't blame you. you know, look, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to get somebody mad at me, I'm sure. Yeah, what was it, maybe two or so weeks ago, good old uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack and the guy from uh, from Google, they were all having to talk to the United States Senate. And I watched Dorsey in particular. He just he hit me as a complete uh, clueless individual. He well, no, we didn't do that. Uh, 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 no, uh. Then he's told, yes, you're doing it right now. Well, we unlocked that account. No, you didn't. I mean, this guy was totally in another world. And and I know we shouldn't judge people by their looks, but he sat there looking at the camera, and he looked like he just got out of bed. He, he kind of reminds, somebody made the statement, he said, he kind of reminds you, uh, you know, of a meth addict needing an intervention when you look at him. I mean, that's the only, and it almost fit. When I look at the guy, he's he, he's like he's high and in another world and doesn't know what's going on today with this company. He's supposedly the chief executive officer. How are these companies worth billions of dollars? How do you, how can they become worth the kind of money they are in the stock market? I don't get it. Do you have any any idea? I have no idea. I mean, I, again, you and I are old enough to remember when a company was worth anything it was based on their physical assets their brick and mortar presence mm-hmm. their um, advertising prowess and and their ability to sell something and these things these big tech things whether it's google or twitter or facebook they're websites that's all they are they're not there i mean and the great, you can't drive down to the street and see the Twitter store or the Facebook store or anything that you would want to buy in a Google store. They, they're, they're websites. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, I like to watch, well, I'm not so much anymore because a lot of them are really kind of dark and stupid, but I, I'm a science fiction fan. Yeah. And whenever you see any of these apocalyptic movies, what is the one thing you don't see in a lot of these apocalyptic movies? There's no internet why there is so much value in something that if you don't pay your power bill, you don't pay your cell phone bill, these things are not available to you. Mm-hmm. It's not like a CD or a record or a piece of clothing that you bought at a store that you could use. I mean, at, at any point, these things can be taken away from you. A good EMP hit could take out all of these things, and all of a sudden, Google, uh, Twitter, Facebook would be worth zero if it wasn't for the Internet. You know, so how these how, and how do these these idiots now? Granted, I don't know the, the full background of the Pichar guy who's the head of Google. Oh, but yeah. if you look at if, if you were to sit down and have a conversation with Zuckerberg and and and, and Jack Dorsey, they're they're they're, they're quasi morons. They are. I mean, you know, they they have a lot of money, and then for some reason in this country, if you have money, all of a sudden you're given Mensa status, and that's something that's always that's something that's always. Um, 
um, astounded me, especially when you go on social media and you hear the musings of actresses and, and rap stars and athletes. And we're all supposed to just get down, down on bended knee, knee and start, you know, saying, I am not worthy. And, and, and why? You know, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean all of a sudden you have now, you know, jumped a few, um, you know, um, IQ points. You might have to have some business prowess, but a lot of these people have people taking care of their business stuff for them. So, you know, going back to these, these guys like Dorsey, how they have amassed so much power because they have a website. Well, let, let's go. Let's go one step farther. I mean, just to give you an idea, I just while you and I were talking, I went to look up what is the current market value effective the end of last week, which would be the twenty seventh, uh, more or less, or you know, the right after Thanksgiving of Twitter. And these these numbers move, you know, percent back and forth. Right now, right now, the the company's value. And uh, the company is it's down to a share price, but it, it has grown to a, a worth of nineteen point seven billion dollars with a B. That's according to Forbes. Nineteen billion with a B dollars. Now some think it's worth a little less, but Facebook. I mean, what do you think of of, of Jack Dorsey's little toy called Twitter? You know, where you just tweet out a few things being worth 19 billion with a that's worth that's probably worth more than nbc or something you know come on you can't work now what do you think facebook is worth i'm looking at it right now and and this is shocking remember it, it is a you know multinational corporation that caves to china like google does 765 billion dollars seven hundred sixty five billion dollars it's worth one hundred dollars for every man woman child confused gender individual elderly or infant in the world and if you think of it just in the western world you know i mean how is a company worth a hundred dollars per person in the world there there's no way to justify that kind of that kind of nonsense Zuckerberg is sitting on a an asset worth seven hundred and sixty four billion dollars. They're on their way to a trillion dollar company at this rate. Yeah, and again, what what is Facebook? I mean, I can't eat Facebook. Um, I can't wear Facebook. I can't put put Facebook in my car, the engine to make it go. Uh, what? It's a website. Any competent 16-year-old from India could take down Facebook tomorrow, and that billion, you know, 700 or whatever outrageous billion-dollar price tag that they that they um, that they are worth could go down the toilet tomorrow. They 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 don't have any, and so again, I don't understand. I mean, I I do, but I mean, it's just uh, as far as the logic and reasoning about it, it's a website. Why is it so important? Because so many people go right to it every day because so many people communicate with it. And it also gives so many people such an inflated sense of self-worth. We talked about this a few shows ago about, for example, 
how many personal friends do, does an, an individual person have between friends and family and somebody that you would call a good friend? You might be lucky if you have a couple dozen in your life, mm-hmm. but you can go on social media and you can have hundreds of people oh, yeah. who are your so-called friends and followers, people you have never been in the same room with. And people that you will probably never see meet face to face in your life. That's right. But because you might have somebody, you might be somebody who has 15 million followers. All of a sudden, you are an influencer. You are important. People like YouTube and other people will offer you hundreds of thousands of dollars so you can endorse a product yep. just because of your fake followers and likes. And it, 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 all of this, I mean, if you wanted to talk about uh, about the definition of smoke and mirrors, oh, these right. guys, they, 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 they've, done, they've, uh, they've perfected it. Look, think of what, what Facebook bragged about, what Twitter bragged about, what Google brags about, is they said they were going to influence this past election. They were going to do it. They were going to push Joe Biden over the top. Now, how in the name of all that is holy that that is not uh, something that is against the FEC, Federal Election Commission, you know, rulings and law is beyond me. Because if I'm doing something for a candidate that has a tangible value, that's like a contribution. How do these people get away with it? Well, because first off, I mean, yes, if, if you um, give any candidate any kind of a donation in kind, it has to be filed. But how much does it really cost Google to put up a graphic that says, go vote? And if you send that graphic to just Democrats, and there's no way to prove it, that it didn't go to Republicans. Um, If you can somehow have somebody squelch search engine results on on Google. um, Yeah, like for Hunter Biden's sins. Oh, and then, of course, you have Twitter that just banned everything that that mentioned um, Hunter Biden, Um, banned the New York Post for how many, about a week. And then you have a poll that just came out a few days, uh, I think it was a couple of, maybe a week or so after the election, where I think a certain uh, amount of people said that um, had they known, they didn't know anything about the Hunter Biden. Had they known, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. That's right. So, you know, mission accomplished for Twitter. Um, now you have all of these media outlets in, in orchestrated glee uh, saying that um, there is no evidence of voter fraud. There is none, and it is uh, totally unsubstantiated. It's like they all, it, it, it's, if you remember when somebody mentioned something about uh, gravitas. Ah, uh, yes. And, uh, and then all of the media, for some reason, you, you pick one obscure word. And you'll find that during the course of the day, all the news reports will, will uh, from all the different networks that are supposed to be competitors, they're all using the same word. Identically. I mean, it's like there's, I think somebody works on it the night before and there's an automatic email that goes out at 3.30 in the morning to every talking head. The word and expression of the day to keep us on the same message because I really believe that the mainstream media has become an extension of just one political ideology and party. I mean, literally, uh, one. That's it. They, they, they're they in the tank for one, and they will suppress the information 
of the other, which means we do not have an open and free press. They have been bought and paid for, you know, by their stock by by somebody. There's too much manipulation of our media to be considered trustworthy anymore. I, I can remember the day you didn't see a bias, even in people that were, you know, of different party persuasions. In the 1960s, it seemed to be at least a wee bit more fair than it is today. Today, it's just open hostility um, on MSNBC, ABC, The View. And that's one program that if you want to lose about 35 IQ points, watch Joe Behar for about 30 minutes. You lose a point of your IQ per minute on that program. So don't watch the whole thing because you might end up with some people in negative numbers. I mean, it's just, that's how bad our media is today. Before we run out of time, tell people about what you do at Black and Blonde Media, how they can find you, and uh, some of the things that you're you know pursuing right now with, with that. Well, I, you know, I, um, I, I, there are so many people who are, who are giving their opinions on a variety of issues, and a lot of them seem to be in fair lockstep when it comes to their opinions. You sort of have to sort of sit back and look at things objectively if you can, based on the information, again, garbage in, garbage out, right? You have to look at a, a, an event that happens. And I try to look at things, you know, and sometimes, you know, when I sit back and, we, and Laura and I have the, you know, our little discussions about the events of the day, there are certain things that, um, because a lot of a lot of the media people are mediocres. They don't have a creative bone in their body. That's right. So they'll all repeat, regurgitate the same thing. If Rush said something, or if somebody said something, um, they'll all just glum onto the same points. And a lot of times, too, though, based on political experience, based on observation, based on life experience, sometimes you can see things in different ways. Um, also I try to make light of things because it, you know, it's not always healthy to be angry all the time because if you look at the, you just look at the last summer in this country where you have a whole group of people who are just angry about everything, even when they win things, they're still angry. And so, um, we try to look at, uh, things from different perspectives. Also, um, you know, I try not to walk in lockstep with a lot of conservatives. I am a football fan and I understand when black lives matter happened and, um, they, it basically took over sports and people were kneeling. I get the anger, but you know something, it turns out a lot of the people who said, Oh, I'll never watch a football game ever again. Never watched football games before that. That's right. It, it, it was no skin off their nose. But, you know, some, some of us are uh, loyal to our teams, and some of us like to have at least two or three hours of a break from all the other nonsense going on in life. So I will continue to support my teams, uh, more, some more so than others, some that had that, that Black Lives Matter stuff right in your face. Um, I don't watch as much anymore, but I'm, I'm still a New England Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. We have Cam Newton. Um, it's, uh, we've got a, we've been fighting through COVID. We've been fighting through injuries. Um, there's all kinds of this stuff that have made this football season interesting. And, um, so I, I, you know, I make comments about sports, um, because that's still something that's important. I, I, like I said, we need the break every once in a while. And, um, as far as there, there are some other business ventures that we're hoping that I'll talk to you off air after we're done. 
that I'm hoping that might be coming into fruition fairly soon, mm-hmm. some with Laura, that we can um, um, do some interesting things. Um, we got to keep you out there. That's that's my opinion. We got to keep you out in in the public eye. Uh, you've been you've been an inspiration and a blessing to me over these many many years since I discovered you, and I was like, wow, this this is really good stuff. And you know, it, it's sad that the corporate world seems to pick the losers and the winners that they desire to have, and, and that's a program I'll be getting into later this week: the winners and losers in this world today. Um, but I would like to see you among those that have climbed up the hard way and become a winner. That, that's that's my, my goal for you. we got about 30 seconds. Anything left? Well, uh, you know, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, we would like to create some things of value. Um, personally, as far as climbing up that ladder, I very much appreciate what you said. But you know something? I can't stand half of those people. I wouldn't want to be around them. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't be happy with taking their money just so I'd have to be around and tolerate them. Um, I think we're working. Life is taking us in a really good direction that we don't need to be right out front to have an, to have some kind of impact and influence. My guest today in the program is in Bob Parks, a good friend of mine who operates, as you heard before, Black and Blonde Media. I hope you look it up and, and take some time to find out. I thought it'd be nice today to bring Bob in the program and just discuss some of the things that are going on directly around us, a bit in the world of politics, I know. But I think we all need to be aware of more than just our our own surroundings. We need to understand a bit more than I think that we do about the world, the world around us. The world is changing. There's no doubt about that. In the 20th century, more so than any other century, the distance between nations and the continents increasingly got smaller and smaller and smaller. At the beginning of the 1800s, mail would take days or weeks to get anywhere in the United States, let alone to the other side of the world. It could take weeks and months. We didn't have instant communication, satellites, or the internet. None of that back in the in the 1800s. But things began to change at the end of the 19th century, and as we ushered in the 20th century, with electricity, the light bulb, electric motors, gasoline-powered engines, things started to change, and they changed in an awful hurry. We got connected with radio by the 1920s, Communications in the 1930s expanded with shortwave. You could talk in a split second all the way around the world. Now we have satellite technology and and so much more. The world is changing fast and in many ways with, with airliners. It makes the world even smaller. 200 years ago, you took a boat for weeks to get from one continent to the other. Now it's hours in an airliner. We can talk to each other with a TV screen in front of us on on things like Skype or Zoom. And all that's good in its own way. But being connected sometimes can have its dangers. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in the weeks in the weeks ahead. We've been doing this program now. We're into our, can you believe this, fourth month. We completed September, October, and November. And I've been excited about the number of people that are taking the time to 
to let me know you listen. I've even been getting some suggestions on some topics to cover, and I'm going to do some research and find the right kind of a guest if need be. And yes, I want to want to take on some of these these topics that many of you have suggested. I think as an audience, I've got one of the best audiences out there. I want to thank you for taking the time to let me know you do listen. If you want to support the program, you can do it from our website, truth2ponder.com. If you're using U.S. mail, you can make a check out to Ancient Word Radio. And our address here at home is 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley. Two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, the zip code 30537. I want to thank you once again for listening. Let me know if you're listening on podcast and or on shortwave. It means the world to me. Until tomorrow, may God bless you is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.